This is Cynthia Brinkley-Scott with Love the Hopeful, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 193 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, we continue Mental Health Awareness Month after a word from our sponsor. This episode of Chasing Dreams is sponsored by our 2019 Fundathon supporters. Fundathon is our fundraising efforts to keep this show on the air till March 2020. To do that, we need to raise $13,000 and we're on our way, but we still need your help. If you'd like to donate, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And Dream Chasers, two things I want to remind you of, whether it's for us or another charity or cause you want to support. One, it's not the size of the donation that matters. So if you can't donate a lot, think nothing of it. Know that I appreciate the $12 donations just as much as the other donations, because I know that's your lunch money. That's your money to go see a movie or go out. So regardless of how much money you can give, your donation is important, and I thank you for your generosity. And two, please don't wait for someone else to help out. You can't control the actions of others, only your own. We can't reach the goal without your help. Again, if you'd like to support us, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And to all those who have donated so far, thank you. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are continuing the trend. This next guest is someone who was brought to my attention. And as soon as I heard about her and learned about her, I was like, yeah, you absolutely have to come to the show because I love what you're doing. I love how you're helping and serving others. And she is a Maryland local. So, you know, that's close to my heart. So that also added to it. And so I'm talking about Cynthia Brinkley Scott. Cynthia is the founder and organizer of the organization Love the Hopeful. And Hopeful is representative of the homeless. And the mission of Love the Hopeful is to give back to the community as a community. They do a number of services, including on the third Saturday of the month, they have a free farmer's market for the homeless, providing fresh fruits and vegetables, protein, bottled water, baked goods, free haircuts, books, and more. And I talked to Cynthia about how this mission came about, how she got to here. And it was an enlightening conversation, frankly, guys. And I think one that you will enjoy. So we had we had a blast having it. I think you'll have a blast listening to it. So definitely check it out. Here it is. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you today, Amy? You know, it's a gorgeous day here in Baltimore. It is beautiful outside. And I get to start my morning off having this conversation with you. So I'm off to a kick A day. (laughs) Well, I'm grateful and excited to be talking to you today and speaking with Chasing Dreams about, you know, my life and, you know, my journey. Yeah. and, And such an interesting... So, guys, I didn't know Cynthia before. Let me let me make that clear. I did not know okay. Cynthia. Cynthia came to me through a mutual friend. And yeah. he, he was like, Amy, I, I know you're doing this show, Chasing Dreams. 
you absolutely <laughs> positively have to have Cynthia on your show. And I was like, well, with that kind of a recommendation, how could I say no? And then he sent me your information and I was like, well, how, how can I say no? I, it just confirmed everything. And I, I was just amazed by what you were doing. And here's here was the story that he told me. Um, okay. You had gone to Costco and yeah. you were collecting you you basically asked him and i don't know if he wants to share his name so that's why i didn't say it but he you you asked him hey we're we're collecting donations yeah is there brian. anything and i know i know he won't mind okay yes, brian yeah so yeah you asked brian you know uh and this is how he said it is there anything you can do for us and yeah. he came out yeah. with loads of stuff yeah and he said you, you, why don't you tell us what was that like <laughs> Well, I went in there because I have been doing, um, our organization has been doing the Hopeful Market, which is a free farmer's market Mm -hmm. for the homeless. Um, And we're going into our second year this year. And um, I, I, actually, it's like a a year and a half, it's almost over a year. Uh, But um, I went into Costco's and I just have been saying a prayer. I said, Lord, you know, I know you want me to do this, but I can't keep spending $500 from our savings every single month. I yes. said, I need some help. And if you want me to do this, you have to open some doors for me. I said, you know, just saying like, it's not fair to our family, you know, and this is what I'm doing full time. And we just need some resources. So I went into Costco and lo and behold, I meet Brian. He comes up and he has such a personality. He has so much energy and so much love. You know, you can just feel it when yes. you talk to him, when you see him. And he said, he said, give me a couple of days and I'll call you back. Mm-hmm. He called me back, I think in two days and said, you know, we can help you. We can help you give back to the community and what you're doing. And it just was like, you know, it was a pr- it just prayers answered, you know, it's, it's been such a blessing and an amazing partnership working with Costco. I feel so honored and so grateful every single day. And, and this is the a testament to Brian, but it's also a testament to you for what you're doing that that Costco and Bryant believed so much in it that they gave you. How much food did you collect that moment? At that moment, uh, Amy, I want to tell you, it was probably the first day I went there. It was probably six carts. And what were you expecting? Donations. for them. I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I was just happy. Like if they would have given me a case of water, I would have been grateful if they give me, you know, I'm one of those people where I'm grateful for everything right? because that's, you know, if you're grateful for everything, God can open the doors and bless you with blessings in abundance. Well, you know, that's what always pray for God bless, you know, bless us and, you know, bless us so we can help, bless us in abundance so we can help the community. But when I went in, I didn't know what to expect. And then, I mean, it's like we go there a couple of times a week mm-hmm. and we pick up donations and we give back to the hopeful. We drop off to shelters, to, um, to schools, after school programs. I mean, you name it, we're, we're every week, we are connecting with sometimes some days eight different organizations in one day to give back from what we receive from Costco. And and the fact that you're you were so you're you were ecstatic for what, what you received, but also probably a little bit surprised, I think it's fair to say. And it goes to show, right? God says, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And say that again. You said- if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you're looking yeah. for some donations here. You are guys like, mm, OK, I'm gonna bring Brian into your life. And, right. Exactly. And here is more than you expected. Right. But 
but yeah. it's a testament it was to you. It's definitely blessings and abundance. It's a, def- it's it's a testament to you for taking that chance to ask. Yeah, that's, I never thought, you know, I just, I always think it's like that prayer that I send mm-hmm. up that I knew. It's sometimes like when you, when you, when you need something yeah. and you really need something, God will, that's what I always believe. Like whenever you really need something, God will always send an angel. Mm-hmm. And so I knew like we really needed some resources to help the community. And sure. so Brian was my angel, you know. And I, I'm so happy because it also extended now to you coming into my life and doing this and, I you, know. Know, you know, being able to come on the show and, and talk about this. And I want to, so I want to go back because you're doing this full time, but let's go back to before you did, before you even began this, yeah. what did you do your teenage college years? What were you expecting to do and what did you do? Well, in my teenage years, I really didn't know, you know, I, I did, I guess like every teenager, you go from job to job, you work mm-hmm. at, uh, Pizza Hut, you work at Fashion Mode, right. you work at different places along the way. But I, I wrote down when I was 18 years old, and I still have it, I wrote down that I believe in my life, like what I'm really supposed to do is to motivate and inspire people all over the world and all languages. And that has reverberated in the chambers of my mind my whole life, that somehow my life purpose is to motivate and inspire people all over the world in all languages. Now, how I'm supposed to do that, I have no clue, but I just knew that was something that I always wanted to do since I was 18 years old. Okay, hold on. We got to talk about that. We, we have to talk about that. <laughs> this is this is Mental Health Month where, you know, yes. where we're talking about your mental belief and your health is so important. Yes. You wrote down a statement, your own statement, mind you, of conviction yes. and believed it. And have kept it and held on to it and lived it ever since 18? Well, I've always given back. I've always been one of those people that I've always wanted. I've always used my life to inspire someone else, you know? So, like, if you came to me and said, Cynthia, I'm having problems with this. Or most more than likely, I've probably been through it. And I can say, Mm -hmm. well, you know, maybe try this or I can give you some advice. So I feel like my whole life, I've been inspiring people and empowering them to heal their lives because that's what I've had to do as well. I've had to heal my life as well from experiences and along the journey, you Mm -hmm. know. Well, and did those experiences stop you or give you doubt from this, I want to call it a a mantra or belief or life statement that you've made? it did. I have to be completely honest with you, Amy. Like over the course of my life, you have ups and downs. And I remember um, maybe in my early 20s, I was having a rough time and um, in like a breakup, you know, you go through breakups. Sure. And um, and I was like praying one day saying, God, I need help. I need help. I need help. And I'm crying every day. And he mm-hmm. says, when you need help, go help somebody else. So I went around the corner to St. Vincent to Paul. It was a, it's a women's shelter. Uh, where I live, maybe a block away, and I would, you know, walk around there and, uh, you know, ask them if I can give back. And from there, they said, you know, they were happy that I came. Um, And I started doing job readiness courses for them, vision board classes, mock interview classes, jewelry making, Mm -hmm. life skills classes, just anything that um, I could use my skills and what I had, you know, to help someone else. And I started that when I was in my early 20s, and I've done that over the course of my life. But I like one day I was in class, and there was probably maybe 20 people in the class, in mm-hmm. the jewelry making class a couple of years ago. And I remember thinking to myself, God, I want to help more people. <laughs> and me not thinking, uh, wanting to help more people went from 20 people in a class to feeding at the hopeful market over 300. 
of our neighbors in need at a free farmer's market for the homeless. I never thought that little prayer would lead to where I am now. And so I, I told you about when I, when I was in the, my 20s, mm-hmm. but just recently over the last three years, a uh, life-shattering, I'll call it a life-shattering experience have happened to me that I thought that, you know, something happened in my life and I really thought I had lost it. I, to be honest with you, I felt like I was walking around and I was dead. That's how I felt. I like I felt like I was wow. just existing. I wasn't living. Oh. And I went um, from about 10 years drinking a glass of wine or sometimes over drinking every single day. Like after work, like, oh, let me unwind with a glass of wine. And it, you know, you work every day, so it goes on and on and on. And you don't realize that you went from one glass to, you know, two glasses to a bottle some night. But I went from 10 years drinking every single day to 10 months of crying every single day. And this was February 2016. So not too long ago. I think it was. Yeah, so 2016. And then, so I spent 10 months crying every single day. And then in November, I said to God, I said, I've been crying every single month. I said, I went from drinking 10, 10, you know, every day for 10 years to crying every single day for 10, 10 months. And I said, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I could hear, like in my spirit, God said, one day your tears will be tears of joy. He said, hold on. One day your tears will be tears of joy. And so that kind of like woke me up, you know, and I just felt like I remember writing down in my journal one day, I said, you're watering your seeds. Tears are not proof that you're crying. They cleanse your past and water your future. And that was profound for me because I knew I was cleansing my past, past, cleansing my past, and I was watering my future. And then I, I, had, I just felt like help, you know, helpless again. Help, like uh, I need help. I need help. I need help. And God said, when you need help, go out and help someone else. So we were coming up on November, you know, Thanksgiving. So I reached out to a couple of um places where I, could, I just wanted to go feed somebody. I just wanted to do something. And they were like, go on the website. You got to get a background check. You got to do this, do this. And it was like three days before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's going to take long. You're not going to be able to do it. So I was a little bummed out. And I'm thinking, why can't I just have a place where I can go to and not get a background check? Not have to go on the line and do it. You know, I just right. want to give back. So I, that's kind of like how the hopeful market, anybody can come there and give back. So after I felt like that, I'm like, I'm talking to um, a family member. And then it, it just literally became a experience where we started, it's like January 1st of 20, I guess it was 2017. Mm-hmm. We started um, like family, friends in the community got together and started like our first event. And it was crazy how the event came because after I didn't make, get a chance to feed anybody in November, um, I just was like feeling anxious, like every year for New Year's Day, I'm planning a New Year's celebration at our house. Like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to be drinking. And I'm thinking about all these feelings I'm feeling because I'm not drinking. I'm so bummed out with myself that I can't plan a party. How are you going to have a party you don't drink? Well, you know, all this, all these emotions that I'm going through. And then God said, when you need help, go out and help someone else. He said, you're complaining about, you know, that you can't drink, but go out and do something for someone else. And so I said, you know, I said to myself, like, I'm complaining, you know, I am, I'm complaining about not drinking, but there are so many other people in this, this world that on January 1st, it's not a happy, it's not a happy new year for them, right. you know? So it kind of put me in a place like everybody's screaming happy new year on, you know, January 1st, mm-hmm. but the year is not that happy for the hopeful. So we started our first event, family, friends in the community came together 
And in two weeks, we got from our family like 50 bags of clothing. We gave them soup and cornbread, and we just went out and just helped them on the first day. That was January 1st. And it was amazing that was because I just felt like everybody is screaming Happy New Year's, and this, this is not, you know, the year is not happy for the hope or for the homeless, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was our first year that we did that. And then the second year, um, we, God said, on January 1st, you're going to be giving away 1,000 blankets and a 1,000 coat. And I said, God, how do you expect me to give away, to get people to give away 1,000 blankets and 1,000 coats? He said, I didn't ask you to get people to do anything. I just asked you to give them away. So how it came, I mean, at the last moment, organizations donated 600 blankets. The community got together. We donated over 1,200 blankets on January 1st, 2018. Wow. And 1,000 coats to our neighbors in need. And then if that wasn't a, a, a while, last uh, in 2019, he said, well, he said in 2018, he said on January 1st, you're going to be giving away 1,000 pairs of shoes to the to, to people in, you know, to, to the community on January 1st, you're going to be giving away 1,000 pairs of shoes. And I'm thinking, the first thing I said was, God, you know, a pair is two, right? <laughs> a pair of shoes is two. That's the first thing I said when he said, you're, you're going to be giving away 1,000 pairs of shoes. I said, God, you know, a pair is two, Let, Let's right? bring that back to basics. <laughs> Uh, hey, just, that makes it 2,000 shoes. Just yes. Clarity. So, yes. So it, it, was, it was amazing how it happened. One of our uh, volunteers who had been there for us from the first Hopeful, Hopeful Market in April, mm-hmm. I mean, she's there. She's a friend. She's an amazing person, so full of love and light, um, Angie. Um, she's, she's just amazing. She's amazing, Angela McLean. So she, one of our volunteers, and I didn't know this, she nominated me for paying it forward in the community. Mm. So it was amazing because we won the Fox 45 pay it forward. And so when um, the reporter uh, came, Joy Lambert, and she, she called me and she said, I heard that you have clothing and items and shoes and stuff stored in your basement for the homeless. And I said, yes, this is 12 months out of a year. Mm-hmm. Our whole entire basement is full of things for the hopeful and she said I have to come see this she said that's what made was like the determining factor for like me to help win you know right, from right. The, all that's the other put you over the top yes right so she came and she couldn't believe that you know that we had you know by the end of the day it was over 200 bags in my basement of shoes and I mean it was amazing but when she but that just that that one thing that Angela did by calling them got me on opportunity to get on Fox 45 for them mm-hmm. to get the word out to tell them that we needed shoes and the community came together, family, friends, and the community mm-hmm. came together and provided, well, I mean, over, like literally it was over a thousand pairs of shoes for our neighbors in need. They were able to leave out there. I was so worried, like, boy, I hope everybody can at least find one pair of shoes, you know, a pair yeah. of shoes in their size. They were, they were leaving with two or three pairs of shoes, every hopeful was leaving with two or three pairs of shoes and we still had an abundance of shoes left over. So that's why I said blessings and abundance. God is blessed of the hopeful and abundant. It sounds like even when the times were tough, even when you didn't know where you were going to get it, faith got you through. Yes. And I always ask myself, are you going to call 1-800-FEAR or are you going to call 1-800-FAITH? Oh, what? are you going to (laughs) call? <laughs> when you face your when I always say when you face your fears on the other side will always be joy. So I always ask myself, are you gonna call one eight hundred fear 
Are you going to call 1-800-FAITH? I don't even know what... <laughs> I thought to call 1-800-FAITH. <laughs> Are you going to call 1-800-FEAR or 1-800-FAITH? I yep. love that. <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's what I ask myself. Through every challenge, that's what I ask myself. And it brings me back to the present moment. You know, that's because that's where God is in the present moment. So with all of this, right, I mean, you didn't know how to necessarily put an organization together. I mean, your background isn't in, in you don't have an MBA, do you? No, not at all. I mean, not how, at all. so did that not intimidate you about putting this together, getting the right certifications and uh, permits and whatever else goes into all this? Did that not hold, give you some kind of wariness? No, I think I really have, because I believe in faith and I believe with God, all things are possible. Mm. And for me, I've always believed that, and ex- like my experiences, I can, I can teach people through my experiences as opposed to anything else. And I, I, I just knew that I had it inside of me. Somehow, if God was putting this in front of me, he had all the tools and everything that I needed inside of me for this chapter of my life and this, this place in my life. So I just, I just have faith every day. I don't know how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to receive this, how we're going to get donations. But I just put one foot in front of the other. And it, you know, blessings continue to just come for us, you know, just, we're just blessed, you know. And, and guys, I mean, I want to make it clear. She didn't just pray for it and it happened. Okay. So don't get that twisted. No, no, she, not don't at get all. that twisted. If I didn't go in, if I didn't go into Costco, then, you know, right. it would be different. <laughs> Yes, or if I didn't, if I didn't go and actually go downtown like yesterday, I went downtown and for over three and a half hours, I passed out flyers mm-hmm. for the first hopeful market on on April twentieth, mm-hmm. and I also passed out flyers. We're doing this year for the first time. We're doing a spring festival carnival for the homeless. I mean, these are things that God tells me to do because like my husband saying yesterday, we're having a carnival for the homeless. I don't understand. I thought we were just doing the hopeful right. market. And I said, <laughs> God I said, I said. Just like New Year's, I said, just like everything that we do, right. God opens these doors. He tells me what he wants me to do. And he said, a, a carnival for the hopeful. So that's what we're doing on May 4th. It <laughs> is what they say, the right? Um, faith without work? Yeah, yeah, yeah it faith is. Faith without work is <laughs> yeah. dead. Uh, and yeah. let's, let's talk a moment about the carnival because um, <laughs> it's not just you. I mean, you, the, the carnival you're putting on on the 5th. Um, yeah. Isn't just you. May, you have corporate sponsors. May fourth. Yes, I'm sorry. May fourth. Yes, yes. You have corporate yes. sponsors. I yes. believe Comcast is involved. Yes, Comcast uh, Cares Day. This is our second year partnering with them, and we are so over the moon. It's always a blessing to partner with them. That's, it's I mean, a blessing. So from where you were to where you are <laughs> to where you can go, and the thing is, right? In, in only knowing you for such a short time, but now I think we're fast friends. You, I know. You, I can feel that. That's uh, that energy, that spirit. Like right? we've known each other our whole life. <laughs> I'm feeling that this is only the beginning, truly, of what's going to oh. happen. And you know, to 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 those who think, why have a carnival for the homeless? I think it go, right. goes to why they are not homeless. They're the hopeful. Yeah. For what they are the called, hopeful. Right. Yeah, they are I the think- hopeful. So, for anyone who's been listening and, and is confused, Cynthia works with the homeless, but she yeah. doesn't call them homeless. Yeah, we call them hopeful. Yeah, we call our guests hopeful. And and this is just something that God has, you know, told me to do. And even when we're down there, I tell the volunteers, 
the hopeful can get food from anywhere. Mm-hmm. I want them to experience God. I want them to experience what love and light feels like. So mm-hmm. before we before we say, you know, we start the volunteers, we get together and I always say, I just, I don't want the hopeful to see any of us. I just want them to see our love and our light that's shining through us. Right. So they can, somebody can pop food on their plate and say next, any day, but say, you know, good morning. How are you? You have beautiful eyes. I mean, you have an amazing smile. It's so nice to, to meet you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But let, let them know what love feels like. Let them have an experience with you. They're not just here to get food. They're here to get love yeah. when they come to the hopeful market and when they come to our event. So can I ask you that's something? Because I, 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 I think I know, but to, to clarify, why do you call them hopeful? Because I'm one of those people that I always try to find a better word. Like I have to, my husband says he has to go outside. If he wants to be negative, he can't be negative in the house because I just won't let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I just want, I'm like, why are you going to let that one thing mess your whole day? I mean, my day is ruined, but your day is, you know, it's still early on. What, you know? So I always try to think of a positive way to mm-hmm. say something like I, I won't say negative I'll say not so positive mm-hmm. I always try to and so when people were calling them homeless it's just I can't really say it's like a dirty word but it just feels like there's a oh, negative connotation like a, to me yeah it just feels mm-hmm. like just I, mean, I feel like you can find a better word I always think you can find a better word why not find a better word if you can and then hopeful came instead of homeless it was hopeful and they're the hopeful to us they're our guests and they're the hopeful and they appreciate it. They say, see, we love that you call us the hopeful, yeah. you know, everybody, you know, everybody else calls us homeless. We appreciate that you call us hopeful and, you know, that you provide fresh fruits and vegetables for us and not like heavy starches and, you know, things like that. So it's just, it's been, it's been an amazing, op- just cha- like an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. for us. To, to give back to the community, really. So I just want to talk about two things you talked about there. One, the, the negative connotation and changing it, flipping it on its head. Because okay. I think that's yeah. so important when in life, regardless of your situation, um, if you focus on that negative, I feel that that can ruin your day. It can. It absolutely can. But the the fact that you understand that and and flip it, right? What is, yeah. Yeah. What is the positive connotation? Have you found that that makes a difference in your outlook for things. And if someone is chasing their dream and is also feeling this kind of way where they're negative, that this would be a, a helpful technique for them to flip it for themselves. I think so. And I think so, even with regard to this, you know, being mental health mm-hmm. month, it's something that, you know, all, uh, you know, mental health affects families every day all over the world, not just the hopeful. It affects you. It affects me. I mean, we've all had been times in our life. We've been bummed down. We've been depressed. We thought we couldn't make it. We felt feelings of suicide. And, you know, so it's a, it's, it's, it's something that we've all had to experience. So going through those experiences, I've always tried to look at the positive things. I've always tried to say, you know, how can I look at this from a positive? What, what positive thing can I get from this? What light can I get from this? Why is this here? What is it here to teach me? How can I grow with mm-hmm. it? And after and after I learn from it, I always say I want to teach. I want to be able to help someone else through it. And I think that's what my life purpose is. I've been through things and now I can help other people to, you know, to inspire them through it and help them to grow and help, you know, just inspire them to heal themselves from it, you know, and it's about healing self. Absolutely. And, and I love that because... It's not easy, guys. I mean, just like we said, you can't just wish it or have faith for it. You have to have action, but you can't just will it 
to be positive right. you can say it. you got to actually believe it and work work on it it's going to take time and it's not something right. where once done it it's not one and done it's an ongoing process but right right but i think you're absolutely right that it is something that affects all of us in right it does in some ways. shape or form yeah yeah, yeah. the yeah. other the other thing i i i was talking earlier today this morning actually i did a, a facebook live and i i was talking about the point of no return and how some people feel life throws them and puts them in a corner where there is a point of no return. And sometimes it could be um, weight, it could be your job, it could be, you know, it's too late for me to chase your dream, or it could be even homelessness. And the fact that, you know, the fact that you call them hopeful, I think it, you know, we talk about in your behind the scenes interview, how if you could name a country, you would name it hopeful. Hopeful, yeah. It's such a powerful word, world, uh, word, because I think hope is what pushes us through. I, I truly don't believe there is a point of no return for things. It may not right. be the path people want to take, but right. can you talk a little bit about what hope does? Because I think by you changing the word or, or connotation of homelessness to hopeful, it's something that can right. be put to people who feel that they're in this position. And I think for me, the word hope and the word hopeful means love. Mm-hmm. It's something that you, you can't cut it. You can't divide it. It's, it's one. It's you. It's no his. It's no right or wrong. It's no. It's no division there. Right. And so, for me, hope and hopeful means love, and it means togetherness. It means that we're all connected. We're all one. And it's just that feeling that that no one's no one's separate. We're all one one entity. One 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 body. You know, yeah. just like every blue one. I mean. I, I see it. I understand it. I, it, I think yeah. even for okay. those who are homeless, who are yeah. hopeful, right? Right. It's just it's right. It's a temporary thing. Hopefully, right. You know, right. they have to have hope to, right. to move through whatever that instance and circumstance is for them. But the fact that you, you know, there's some there's something about the power of belief. Right. You have to have it for yourself, but to have someone else believe in you. And treat right. you. That's true. I mean, that, that's true. I think that's what you're doing when you okay. you say, "Hey, volunteers, people." When you guys talk to these guys, rem- remember, they're our fellow human being. They're our fellow man. Yeah. They're our fellow brothers and sisters. Right. That's yeah. what you're doing. Is you're 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 giving them belief, and right. through that, I think they can begin to believe in themselves. It's and a powerful I, I think thing. That's, yeah, that's, that's, I never looked at it the way the way you said it before. You know, I'm just. You know, always just trying to encourage and inspire others to to not really think the way I think, mm-hmm. but to truly have this vision behind love the hopeful. That love comes first. We love the hopeful. I That's love what that. it's, it's called. Love the hopeful. Mm-hmm. That's the name of our organization. Love the hopeful. And you know, we're all hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's no difference. So you don't treat them different. No, no one's different than the next person. I don't care who it is. Yep. We are all one. We're all love. But see, what's, what's beautiful about what you just said that you didn't see what I was saying is because it's very simple. What you're doing yeah. is a very basic, it should be a basic understanding and a basic principle. Right. And, you know, it's not supposed to be something special. But yet, because of connotations of right. homelessness, of connotations right. on um, what we, people perceive for it, you know, right. we don't we don't we forget and we have to be reminded. Unfortunately, right. you, my friend, are are just <laughs> you have I mean, this kindness about you that makes it seem like it's it's a common thing. What are you guys talking about? They're they're hopeful, 
you know, love yeah. them as yeah. you would love yourself. Right. You're, and that's what you do. Yeah. It's a blessing. It's an honor. It's definitely an honor to give back to the community. You know, it's, it's, it's an honor. I feel blessed to, to see them. And mm-hmm. like yesterday I was uh, downtown handing out flyers and, you know, they were happy, you know, that, you know, Missy and we, I, I hugged them. You know, we're, we're family. Mm-hmm. We're family. Well, and, family. and you you did it just because you wanted to feed someone like it did. The roots of this aren't even complicated. It was simply you could do something and you did. I I think I, that it, there's a testament to the fact that you didn't make it complicated. Right. I just put one step in front of the other. I really did. And not knowing like really like where the resources came would mm-hmm. come from and that, that Comcast would reach out to us to partner with us and uh, Costco and right. Horseshoe Casino, they donate like the unclaimed items that people leave there. They donate it to our organization so we can give back. BB&T has called to partner with us. Edna Better Health. Um, McDonald's, they on, um, on Frederick Road, I love what they do. They donate the sliced apples packets like did you yeah. give to the kids yeah the happy meals because they're cheap yes because i used to buy at the hopeful market i used to buy them apples and they said miss c you know we can't eat them because their teeth have been compromised right so mcdonald's actually donates jim at mcdonald's he donates the apple slices to them and they can have the apples and not have to worry you know right, so every single kind of- month yeah i mean frito-lay donated I mean, over like 300 bags of chips every single month for every single organization. I mean, that's for every every single month they donate 300 bags of chips every single month. Frito Lay does that. Aetna Better Health, Health, um, Riverstone Apartments and Owings Mills. I mean, I could go down the line of the people that have you know reached out to us, or because I know know someone. They say, well, I work, you know, I can, I know someone, and I can get mm-hmm. you know get you set up with this or with something that you need. And a lot of times I'm not really going out to do it, Amy. I'm I'm just praying about it. I'm like, God, send me help. And God will say, call this person or reach out to this person. But I have to do an action. I mean, it's not going to just fall in my lap. I have to, I have to call. Sure. And, uh, and last year for our semi, we do like a semi-annual food and clothing drive. And last year we, uh, God said, we're going to do food trucks for the homeless. And I'm thinking, Lord, well, how, how in the world am I going to get food trucks to come donate their food? But he, it's like he's always inspiring me to do things that no one else is doing. That's what he's always telling me. Do things that no one else is doing. No one is doing a free farmer's market for them. No one's doing a carnival for them. No one's having food trucks. We had eight food trucks come out and provide food and, came, you know, actually came out to the event and provided food to the Donated hopeful. it. Yeah, donated their time and their food. We didn't have to do anything. So it's like, you know, and then on New Year's Day, we went into Little Italy. Little Italy opened up their doors and we were actually able to have our first event indoors. You know, I, I mean, it's just it's just such a blessing. It's just such a blessing. I am not one to, to shortchange God and his blessings because I think all things through him, right? He is amazing yeah. and he works in mysterious ways. But I also don't want to diminish what you've done because also, and, and you know, we, we good people tend to not talk about themselves because they don't like to talk about themselves, but I'm going to talk about you for a second. So let me, you know, I'm so, you. that's so not me, you know, that's right. so that so, like see again, behind this the is scenes. why we're like friends. This scenes. is why we're friends. Now, and I, I just want to say it would not be possible if you had not taken the, that step or the next step 
or work through the fear, called 1-800-FAITH if you had yeah. not believed and taken action. Because, you know, what, what was about two, three years now? You didn't yeah. know it would get to this point. I mean, I'm sure no. you hoped that something would come of this, but... I didn't even, I really didn't even have any expectation. I just knew I went from saying, God, I want to help those 20 so people in the room that I want to help, mm-hmm. that I want to help more people. I didn't know, you know, that like right now, since what, what the donations that we get from Costco would feed, you know, thousands of people mm-hmm. every single week, even though we're not having the home, the hopeful market, we're still feeding thousands of people every single week. And no one knows this. We're all doing it behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're some days we're out for eight hours delivering some of the things that we go to cut that we picked up and, and you're doing this full time and we're doing my husband's with me and we're donating it from place to place sometimes we're out for it, like eight hours just dropping off donations giving back to so, the need so let me ask you something because this is something uh, that you're doing this full time yeah you know, a lot of people may have a cause close to them or or important to them but they're afraid to do it because they're afraid they won't be able to live their life they won't be able to meet the bills that they have did that not worry you um, it really doesn't worry me. I mean, but it's something that is, it's a, it's a real thing. It is but a thing. at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, God has always provided mm. and it hasn't always been easy. Mm-hmm. Like we've been doing this for three years. Right. And we have not even gotten one grant yet in three years. I just applied for my first grant. So we've been doing this for three years with the help from family, friends, the community. Right. And we, like I said, $500 every single month that we were spending on five fruits and vegetables every single month for the hopeful. And now, now look at it. And now, yes, it's, it's been, it's been a blessing. I, I got a call from BB&T the other day. Mm-hmm. And for the first hopeful market, they told me that they will give love the hopeful a thousand, like a thousand dollar budget to get whatever we need. Any fruits, vegetables, anything that we need for the hopeful, we have a thousand dollar budget to be able to do that. And it, so I told her, I said, do you know, yesterday I was praying and say, God, if we could have $500 worth of fruits and vegetables, fresh fruits and vegetables, I will be so happy. And she calls me two days later and says, you have a thousand dollars to get whatever we need. <laughs> and it's, I know it's great. I mean, I mean, you cannot make this up. You can't. And it was when I first started this, every, like everybody would say, oh, we could give you stuff that's gleaming. And I, I'm like gleaming. I had to go and find out what the gleaming means. You know, we could like if the bananas have, you know, you, know, you can pick through them. If they have brown spots, you can pick up. But God, so he said, no, he always tells me, don't give the hopeful something that you won't eat. Mm. And if you're not going to eat it, you're not going to give it to somebody else. He said to give them the best, meaning if you're not going to eat it, you wouldn't go through and try to find something, you know. So, so he's constantly had this in my mind that, no, I can't get fruit that's half going bad and give it to them. And the spots on it, I got to pick through 20 oranges to get one out. So he's blessed us to where farmers have helped us and have given thousands of pounds of fruits and vegetables to us. And in thousands of pounds. I mean, one farmer called me and said, how many thousands of pounds do you want? And I told him, I don't know what that looks like. What does a <laughs> thousands of pounds look like? Right. And he says, look at the trash bag in your kitchen, trash can bag. And, that's, and I'm thinking, God, this is blessings in abundance. This is, this is what I'm talking about. I, I always say, God, thank you for blessing us in abundance. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Well, and it, but I, oh, but go ahead, you go. Well, you just, this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? Because you just started applying for grants. <laughs> so this may be another avenue for you to expand and grow. And, and who knows where this will go. But 
that you have the faith, you have the action, and you have the impact. And it's not going unnoticed. You know, it, it's amazing what you're doing. You're, you're growing at organic rate and you're helping people. You're making a difference. And I know you're making a difference in the lives of the hopeful. And oh, you're going to make me try. <laughs> I, well, somebody got to. You're make me uh, try. Just, so the, the thing that I want to talk about that is, um, and I want those listening to understand is, you know, you can do anything you set your mind to. You just have to take that step. And like yeah. Cynthia said, call one eight hundred faith and not one eight hundred. Yeah. So I'm yes, not gonna get yes. over that. That I I'm just. <laughs> I was. You have a choice. I remind myself. You mm-hmm. have a choice. What do you, who are you gonna call? Are you gonna call one eight hundred fear? Are you gonna call one eight hundred faith? And I try to always reach for that one eight hundred faith. I I check myself and go, who are you calling? Mm-hmm. No, I need to be calling one eight hundred faith. Absolutely. And I know that I talked to you about this before that. I honestly feel like, you know, people say, who's the president of the company? Mm-hmm. On paper, I'm the president. Mm-hmm. But to me, God is the president, chairman, and CEO. I'm the organizer for Love the Hopeful. So I never have expectations. I never have any pressure. It takes the pressure off of me to know I'm the organizer. And so I lead everything. I'm the organizer for the carnival. I am the organizer for the hopeful markets. I'm the organizer for our semi-annual uh, food and clothing drive. I'm the I'm the organizer for the uh, January first for the warming the hope the sure. hopeful on New Year's Day. Yeah, warming the hopeful on New Year's Day. It's like a love celebration. I'm the organizer, so it takes all the pressure that people would think I have. Mm-hmm. I call one eight hundred faith, and I say, God, this is your event. I'm the organizer, so if there's somebody I need to reach out to, right. inspire me to who to reach out to, and if somebody needs to contact me, let them contact me. I'm I'm, I'm open and receptive to all good. Cynthia, I love it. I, I mean, we could go on and on and on. And then I know, I mean, I know. It's, it's like we're old friends. I told you. I mean, it's it's just so I love powerful. It though. It's so powerful with what you shared, just with what you shared. I mean, there's so many more things I'm sure that we could take. But let me ask you, as someone who is living the dream at the moment and having yeah. experienced and gone through the things you've done and you know, talked about sharing your experiences and your lessons, and this is gonna be a little tough, but what is one thing? You would tell our listeners, our dream chasers who are listening here today to do if they have a dream, what is one thing you would tell them? I would tell them, well, I would, you know, I would inspire them to be open and receptive to just the plan that God has for them. Mm. Because sometimes the dream that God has for you is different from the dream that you have for yourself. And so every day I'm just open to you know, I thought that, you know, sometimes I guess I my husband, I thought that I'd be a, you know, New York Times bestselling author many times over. I thought that I'd be traveling the world and motivating, you know, people on stages. But God has me here. So I have come to, to know that God's plan for my life is greater than the plan that I had for myself. And my dream, my husband's like, he reminded me, your dream from when you were a child hasn't changed. And I was like, well, maybe my dream, you know, I wrote it down and, it, you know, it's gone. But he said, you're still motivating and inspiring people all over the world in all languages. He said, continue to know that you're doing that. Absolutely. And so it just gives me a sense of, okay, I haven't lost my dream. My, my dream's lining up with what God wants. Mm-hmm. I'm just maybe not, you know, New York Times bestselling author many times over, you know, but it's okay. Where I am, I'm grateful for where I am and I'm present in this moment. And I never know what the future holds. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because... 
Yeah. It may not be the straightest path and it may not be the path that, or dream that you expected to do. Right. But right, right. it's all a yet thing. Right. You know, but who knows? Those things may still come to pass. But at this time, yeah. this is the dream you need to be working on. Right. You know, and it's kind of sh- it shifted me from being in a place in my life where I was so excited about happy hour, happy hour. You know, you want to try to go ahead. But I got, you know, I, had, I learned God said happy hour is every hour. Wisdom is knowing that happy hour is every hour and that I now and I know now that I have clear days and I have brighter nights. I used to not remember what I like, what happened last night. I have clear days and brighter nights. And it's put me in a place now that I'm giving back and that I'm in a place of being open to receive, you know, and giving back to the community. Because as you're giving away, your hands are open to receive. Just and dropping nuggets where, left and right. I, I got... <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys can't see the video. Uh, but I'm over here just being like, mm. <laughs> shaking my head, taking notes. I'm like, mm, there's another one. Yeah. I got at least three or four off of this. Um, okay. <laughs> Cynthia, thank you so much. Because I've just, you know, been inspired just from talking with you for this little bit. I'm sure I have no doubt our listeners are as well. Well, thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. And I just want to encourage the listeners to volunteer and to give back in the community. Give back, pay it forward and volunteer. Because volunteering is a beautiful gift that you give to yourself and others. Thank you. And guys, that is Cynthia Brinkley-Scott, an amazing individual, an amazing dream chaser, and someone whose story I think will help many of you. And so, you know, if you missed anything, definitely go back and check it out, or you can check the show notes page and find all the links we mentioned, including the behind the scenes video we did with Cynthia, which is on our YouTube page, and feel free to subscribe there as well. You can do so over at amyj21.com slash episode 193. That's episode 193. All right, Dream Chasers. Till next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.